This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. A strong spirit. Say a strong spirit. Strong spirit. Luke chapter 5, verse 12. It says, And it happened when he was in a certain city that, behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus, and he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. If you are willing. Most people believe that God can heal, but then they ask the second part of the question, if it's your will. Let's listen to what Jesus said in verse 13. Then he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. Now look with me to Mark's record, Mark chapter 1 of this account. Mark chapter 1, uh, verse 40. And it says, Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, if you are willing, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing. I am willing. Now we know in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, he is the same today, and he is the same forever. So if Jesus was saying that I am willing and he is the same then as he is now, what is Jesus saying to us today? I am willing. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, what was he saying yesterday? I am willing. He's the same today. What is he saying today? I'm willing. He is the same forever. What is he saying forever? I am willing. Acts chapter 10 verse 34 says that he is no respecter of persons. So if Jesus said that to the leper. He's no respecter of person. He's saying the same thing to us. I am willing. I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm willing. One, one day I was meditating on this scripture. I, I'm willing. The last church that I pastored in, in Midland. Um, and I, I, I'm willing. I'm willing. And the Lord was just talking to me about his willingness. That, Trey, I'm more willing than people realize. I, I'm willing. I'm willing. I, I'm willing. I'm willing to heal every manner of sickness and every manner of disease. I, I'm willing. And so all day long I've been meditating on the willingness of God. I'm willing. I, I'm willing. I'm willing. I am willing. I am Willing, I am the I am, and I am willing. I'm the same yesterday, I'm the same today. My willingness has not changed. I'm willing. Yeah. And I was driving down the road, and this guy was waving at me. You know, he's on his tractor, and he had a big round bell. Some of you might have heard this story, but it, it bears repeating here. And he has this big round bell of hay. And, you know, those bells of hay, they're 700, just depends on 700 to 1,000 pounds and, or more. You know, I mean, they're, they're heavy. And so he's driving down the bar ditch, and I wave, and I pass by, and I go to the house and do some different stuff, and I come back, and, man, this guy's just in a frantic. He had pulled the tractor over the, or up to the fence, and he had lifted that round bell over into this, this pin of roping steers, and the bell of hay had fallen on one of the steers. And he had been there for a while now because I'd been gone, and, and this guy's just sweating, trying to move the round bell. He can't, couldn't move the steer, and so I throw the truck in parking on. I run over there and, and jump over, and we 
together we pick up the round bell, you know, just lift it up and pull the steer out from underneath the round bell. And this, I mean, he's dead. His eyes roll back in his head and his tongue is stuck out and he's starting to swell up and everything. And I'd been meditating on the willingness of God all day long of I am willing, I am willing. That's what I was meditating on when I drove by there. I am willing, I am willing. And just out of my just inner man, I just stepped right on that stair and said, In Jesus' name, you live! His tongue sucks back in his, his mouth and his eyes come to and the, the steer gets up and he, he's kind of doing this. And this guy, he wasn't saved at the time, but he's looking at me. <laughs> you know, and I... And I, on the inside, I'm just, just full of faith and just, I, I'm willing, I, I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm willing. And, and I look at the guy and I say, is there, is there anything else that you need help with? No? <laughs> he said, no, I, I think I'm good. <clears throat> I am willing. Uh, it was cool because that guy started coming to the services and after several different times, he ended up accepting the Lord. Um, and so God always has other people on his mind. There's another day I was just studying in the office, and uh, another church that we had um, at the time, the youth pastors, they were, they were in labor that day, and they called my, my phone rang at the office, and, and they were in the living room. They said, Trey, we can't find the heartbeat of the baby. You know, the doctors, the, you know, it's been a while now, can't find the heartbeat of the baby. And and I said, no, uh-uh. I said, we will not settle for this, just the willingness of God. And we begin to declare that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead quickens our mortal body, that God is a God of life. And just started speaking the word over this, and sure enough, within a minute, they call back, uh, we found the heartbeat. Why? Because God is willing. God is willing. God is willing. God is, God is willing God is willing, God is willing, God is willing. Where do we find the will of God at? In, in the Word of God and by the Holy Spirit of God. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, he says, Don't be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Where do we find the will of God? The Word of God. We don't find it by just some man's opinion or some man's philosophy or what someone thinks about it. If it doesn't line up with the Word, we don't. That holds no weight. Our answer on finding the will of God is connected to what, church? The Word of God. The Word of God is the will of God. Right? Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, so that we may prove, not guess, not wish, not hope, but prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The will of God is found in the Word of God. So... It doesn't matter what happened to Aunt Boo Boo or Uncle Ding Dong or anybody else. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, because see, we're going to have opportunity for circumstances to talk us out of the Word of God, but the Word of God is the will of God, and it's settled already that this is God's will, period. No matter what we've seen or what we've experienced, the Word of God is the will of God, and that's what we take is God at His Word. Amen? God's Word is His will. Where do we find the will of God? In the Word of God. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 4. I am willing. I am willing. I am willing. God is saying, I am willing. I am willing. I am willing. Now we see the prescription of medicine right here in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, verse 23. If you and I were to go to the doctor or something and they were to um, subscribe 
a medicine, medication, we'd be diligent about doing what they said, right? And right here, God gives us the prescription of, for our health and healing. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, He says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life, life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. In the Amplified it says, for they are life to those who find them, and healing and health to some of your flesh. No, to all our flesh. To all our flesh. He says, so the prescription is the Word of God, and this is how you take it. You take it by not allowing your eyes to depart from it, because every time you look at the Word of God on God's Word, God's will is found in the Word. You find it in the Word. You look at it. You're taking the prescription that this is God's will for me to be healed. Every time you hear the Word on healing, you are taking what the doctor has ordered. Every time that you keep it in your heart, you are taking the prescribed medication for health and healing, which is the Word of God. It says that it is life to those who find Him. Now, finding is an action, an action word, that it takes... Effort. It takes diligence. It takes us finding it. Not just that we know it in our head, but we're after it. We find it. We have it. This is God's will for me. He is willing. He's willing then. He's willing now. He's willing for me. He's willing. He's willing. I am willing. Echoes through eternity. I am willing. 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 I I am willing. The I am is saying, I am willing. I am willing. I am willing. I am willing. No matter what it is, his answer is, I am willing. I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm willing. Go with me to uh, Psalms, just to the left there, 107, verse 20. I'm willing. God is saying, I am willing. I am willing. Psalms 107, verse 20. And it says, He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent His Word and healed them and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent His Word. He sent His Word and healed them. God's will is healing. He sent His Word. His Word is, is powerful. Go to Hebrews chapter 4. Now believe, believe, I'm, believe with me here. I'm believing for utterance. I'm believing for revelation. I'm believing for insight. He sent His Word and healed every manner of sickness and every manner of disease. The Word of God, Hebrews 4.12. In the New King James it says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. In the Amplified, it says, For the Word of God, the Word that God speaks, is alive and full of power. Full of power. Making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. The Word that God speaks is alive. Say it's alive. And full of power, not just a trickle of power, not just a little bit of power, but full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit, and of the joints and marrow, 
of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. The Word of God is more powerful than any sickness. The Word of God is more powerful than any depression. The Word of God is more powerful than any cancer, than any tumor, than any heart disease, than any brain aneurysm. The Word of God is alive and it's powerful. Full of power. Full of power. Now, Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, it says that Jesus' name is above every name, right? In heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And we know Jesus has given us that name. Well, Psalms 138, verse 2 says that He exalts His word above His name. So Jesus' name is above every cancer. Cancer is a name. Tumor is a name. Diabetes is a name. Sickness is a name, period. If you can find it, it has a name. Jesus' name is above it. He says, but I'm going to go even above that, that my word that I've already sent to heal you of every manner of sickness and disease, it's even above my name. Why? Because His word is full of power. It's full of power. It's active. It's alive. It's energizing. It's full of power. God's word is full of power. Full of power. Full of power. God's word is full of power. Full of power. Full of power. Full of power. Not a little eyedropper of power. Full of power. His word is full of power. Full of power. Full of power. Stronger than cancer. Full of power. Stronger than disease. Full of power. When you, you, you put God's word up next to cancer, full of power. More power than the cancer. More power than the depression. More power than the seizure. More power than the tumor. More power than the blind eye. More power than the deaf ear. More power than the lame body. Full of power. Full of power. His word is full of power. Full of power. Full of power. Full of power. Very, very important. His word. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God that's full of power. Faith comes by hearing the word of God that's full of power. Faith comes by hearing the word that's active. Faith comes by hearing the word that's alive. Faith comes by hearing the word that's energetic. Faith comes by hearing the word that Jesus spoke at spirit and it is life to all our flesh. Medicine and health and healing to our body. The word of God is medicine to our flesh. Now go with me to Proverbs 18. Yes, thank you Jesus. Proverbs 18. And this will be our foundational scripture, just for tonight, anyway. Proverbs 18. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I am willing. I am willing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Proverbs 18, verse 14. And it says in the Amplified, The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble but a weak and broken spirit who can raise up or bear. I want to read it again. The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. A strong spirit of a man or woman sustains. The word sustains right here means to keep. It means to maintain. It means to guide. It means to nourish. It means to make provision. It means to receive. It means to provide sustenance. The strong spirit of a man 
maintains him. The strong spirit of a man guides him. The strong spirit of a man nourishes him. The strong spirit of a man makes provision. The strong spirit of a man provides sustenance in bodily pain or trouble. The strong spirit of a person sustains them through marital issues, through financial issues, through physical issues. No matter what the situation is, a strong spirit of a person sustains them. A strong spirit of a person sustains them. What is going to get you through any trouble? A strong spirit. What's going to get you through any trouble? A strong spirit. What's going, to, what's going to sustain you? What's going to make provision? A strong spirit or a strong heart. A strong heart sustains us. A strong heart gets us through trouble. A strong heart gets us through any attack. See, the devil wants us to get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker, we don't read the word, we get weaker, we don't come to church, we get weaker, we don't hang around with the right people, we get weaker, we don't watch what we're listening to, we get weaker, because he wants to take you out. And so the weaker you get, he's sitting back and he's watching the church, just watching people get weaker and weaker and weaker. Go to 1 Peter chapter 5. What sustains us through any attack? Come on now, what sustains us through any attack? A strong spirit, a strong spirit, a strong spirit makes provision. A strong spirit guides. A strong spirit nourishes. A strong spirit, not a strong body, but a strong spirit. A strong spirit. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. It says, be, be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious at all times. For the enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Withstand, withstand him, be firm in faith against his onset, rooted, established, strong. Say strong. strong. Immovable and determined, knowing that the same identical sufferings are appointed your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the world. Notice it says, Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant, cautious at all times. The enemy of yours, the enemy of yours, the devil roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Withstand him, be firm in faith. In other words, be strong. What's going to sustain us through trouble? A strong spirit. What's going to sustain us through bodily harm? A strong spirit. A strong spirit nourishes us. A strong spirit guides us. A strong spirit makes provision. A strong spirit. A strong spirit. God is wanting us to have a strong spirit. Nowhere in the Bible does he say, be weak. What does he say? Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Whatever you're facing, his answer, be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong, be strong. No matter what the president does, be strong. No matter what the doctor says, be strong. No matter what the economy does, be strong. Be strong, be strong. A strong spirit sustains. A strong spirit. A strong spirit. Not a weak spirit. A strong spirit. The devil desires for us to get weaker, weaker, weaker. God's desire is that we get stronger, 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 stronger. So the answer is don't, don't get weak. The answer is to get stronger and stronger. Stronger in the Word. Stronger by the Holy Spirit. Stronger through prayer. Stronger through praise. Stronger through worship. Why? Because a strong spirit does what? Strong spirit does what? 
a strong spirit does what? A strong spirit. A strong spirit. But we can't kid ourselves. And think just because we come to church, we've got a strong spirit. No more than if we go to the gym and hang out in the gym, but we don't lift any weights, we don't do any cardio. My brother Hagen says, just because I hang out in the garage doesn't make me a car. Just because we come to church doesn't mean we have a strong spirit. Strong spirit sustains us in bodily pain or trouble. A strong spirit. Because see, life comes from your spirit to your flesh. Life doesn't come from your flesh to your spirit. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 says, We are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. See, God is in us. And God ministers life to our spirit. And then life through our spirit to our organs. God ministers to our spirit, through our spirit, to ourselves. I had a roping glove in my office because, you know, I, I don't know how many of you know I do a little cowboy. <laughs> and so I was looking at this glove. And see, there's no life in this glove. Just like there's really no life in this body by itself. That if I were to take my hand out of this glove, this glove can't do anything. This glove can't pick anything up. This glove can't do what it was, what it was designed to do. Only life comes in this glove whenever I put my hand in this glove. But see, now this glove comes to life. But if I remove my hand, the glove collapses. If I remove my spirit from my body, my body collapses. But because there's life in my spirit, there's life in my body. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in the body. So just like we have to feed our physical body in order for our physical body to be strong, we've got to feed our spirit man in order for our spirit to be strong. How many of you ate breakfast this morning? How many of you had lunch? How many of you are going to have dinner? And tomorrow, are you going to eat? Right? Why? Because we want our physical body to be strong. But what about our spirit? I remember the vision that, 
you know, Brother Copeland tells whenever he went to one of Oral Roberts' partner meetings and, and, and Oral Roberts was praying over the partners and this is whenever God dropped the assignment for Kenneth Copeland Ministries down into Brother Copeland's heart and he saw these big, massive heads and these emaciated spirits. That we spend a lot of time developing our intellect or we spend a lot of time taking care of our physical body and all of that is good, but not at the expense of taking care of the real us, making the real us strong because is it a strong mind that sustains you? Is it a strong physical body that sustains you? Now don't get me wrong, that stuff helps and it's powerful and it can strengthen you and you're supposed to take care of yourself and you're supposed to have a strong mind and to be stretching and growing, but it's a strong spirit of a person that sustains them through bodily harm and in trouble. So whatever trouble that you face, what's going to sustain us? A strong spirit, a strong spirit, a strong spirit. Go with me to 1 Timothy. A strong spirit sustains us. A strong spirit sustains us. A strong spirit sustains us through bodily pain or in trouble. 1 Timothy chapter 4. We have the life of God in us. We have the life of God in us. We, ha- we have the life of God in us. And so how, how can we make our spirit man strong? If it's a strong spirit that sustains us through bodily pain or in trouble, how can, how can we make our spirit strong? Look at... 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. And it says, If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. But reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. So right here he begins to show us, because see, our body is a pattern of our spirit man. So just like we feed our body, we exercise our body, we rest our body to make our body strong, correct? In order to be strong physically and to be in shape physically, you, you, you must nourish your body. You must eat correct. You must exercise in order to have a strong body, right? You must rest in order for your muscles to recover. He says, okay, so this is how you strengthen your spirit, man. You nourish, verse 6, nourish yourselves in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. So he says, okay, eat right. If you want to strengthen your spirit, Eat right. How do I eat right? Nourish yourselves in words of faith. Nourish yourselves in words of faith. Faith is a spiritual force that comes from our heart. Romans chapter 10, With the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Faith is in the heart. We believe with our heart. Nourish yourself with words of faith. Put yourself on a strict faith diet in order to strengthen your spirit. He says, so you have a choice to eat words nourished in faith or you have a choice to eat old wise fables. 
in, in, in the Amplified, it says, Refuse and avoid irreverent legends, profane and impure and godless fictions, mere grandmother tales, and silly myths, and express disapproval of them. Train yourselves toward godliness, piety, keeping yourselves spiritually fit. So it says you have a choice of what you're going to eat. When you hear the Word of God, it's producing life or death. When you're eating the Word of God... Words are carriers of faith or fear, life or death. He says, okay, to strengthen your spirit, nourish yourself in words of faith. Nourish yourself in words of faith. If I want a strong spirit, nourish yourself in words of faith. That's why it's so important to be where you're supposed to be in the church you're supposed to be at in order to hear words of faith. Because you've been there just like I have, where a, a person reads the same passage of Scripture, but there's no faith involved because it, it's not nourished in faith, even though it is the Word. But then a different person who is engulfed in faith reads the Word, and what happens? Faith comes. Faith comes. Why? Because it's not from head to head. It's heart to heart. Nourish yourselves in words of faith. Nourish. How do I become strong? Nourish yourselves in words of faith. Eat right. Eat right. Eat right. Eat right. Eat right. Eat right. Eat faith. Hear faith. Look at faith. Talk faith. Eat right. How do we strengthen our spirit, man? We eat right. Notice what he goes on to say here in verse 7 in the Amplified. It says, train yourselves towards godliness, piety, keeping yourselves spiritually fit. Train yourselves. So, so how do I get a strong spirit? Not only do I write, but then what do I do? I exercise. I exercise. He says, train yourselves toward godliness, piety, keep yourselves spiritually fit. For physical training is of some value, useful for a little. But godliness, spiritual training, is useful and of value in everything and in every way. For it holds promise of the present life and also for the life which is to come. So whenever we train spiritually, we exercise spiritually, we are, we are developing our spirit man to be strong, to be fit. Say fit. Spirit. To be strong. To be strong. What, what sustains us in any trouble? A strong spirit. What sustains us whenever we're dealing with bodily pain? A strong spirit. How do I get a strong spirit? By eating right. How do I get a strong spirit? By exercising. How do you exercise spiritually? When you make a decision to believe the Word of God, and you make a decision that I'm going to say what God says, you're exercising. When you make a decision to do the Word, do the Word. Not just hear the Word, to do the Word. You're exercising. Regardless of the circumstance, we go with what the Word says because the Word is the will of God. The Word is the will of God. The Word is what's more powerful than any symptoms or sickness or disease or lack or problem the Word of God is the will of God. So if I'm going to exercise, I exercise when I'm praising. I exercise when I'm worshiping. I exercise when I'm praying in other tongues. I exercise when I do the Word. I'm exercising. Not only do I eat right, but then I exercise. You have a symptom come on your body. Just like when you're working out physically, 
weight is on the bar there and your muscles develop and they, they tear, actually break down whenever you are pushing on the weight. So you have a circumstance, come push with the word that says by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Circumstance, come push back with the word that says my God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Why, why would you do this? Because it's a strong spirit that sustains you. It's a strong heart that sustains you. Remember Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23? It says above all, above all, above all that you do, Guard your heart. Guard your spirit. Because out of your heart, out of your center, out of your core, flows the issues of life above all that you do. He says, guard your heart. Above all, above all, above all, above all, above all. One translation says, guard, guard, keep your heart. For out of your heart flows the issues of life. Why? why? Because a strong spirit, a strong heart makes provision. A strong heart guides. A strong heart nourishes. A strong heart provides sustenance. A strong heart. How do I get a strong heart? Well, I eat right. I nourish myself on words of faith, on the scriptures concerning health and healing, since that's what we're talking about. And then I exercise, choosing to believe in my heart and declare with my mouth, choosing to praise, choosing to worship, choosing to not allow the pressure to kill me, but I'm going to allow the pressure to make me stronger in words of faith. I'm exercising. I'm becoming strong in my spirit because it's a strong spirit of a person that sustains them by exercise. By exercise. But this is something that I want to encourage you. Don't try to start where somebody else is. Start where you are. Because you might go into a gym and you see this all the time. We, we like to work out a lot. And you see a guy that comes in there and, you know, and he, you know, looks at me or looks at whoever I'm with and he's real big, but he hadn't ever worked out before. So he's just thinking, well, psh, man, how can he do it? You know, uh, we can do what we do because we're at it every day. And that pressure is going to kill them if they don't get somebody to get it off of them. Because they're trying to start where somebody else is instead of starting where they are. That's right. Come on. Just like we might not be where Pastor Justin's at or Dr. Savelle or Brother Copeland, but, but we're where we are. Right. And if we will eat right and if we will exercise correctly, we're going to get stronger. 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 How? By eating right? By exercising? And then what, what do you do after you exercise? In order for you to rebuild, you rest. You rest. Isaiah 30, verse 15. It's a strong spirit of a person that sustains them. Isaiah 30. We rest. How do we develop a strong spirit? We, we, we eat right. We exercise. And then we rest. Verse 15. It says, For thus says the Lord God, I'm reading out the Amplified, the Holy One of Israel, in returning to me, in returning to me, and resting in me, you shall be saved. And quietness. And in trusting confidence shall be your strength. But these people wouldn't, but that's not us. We will, and we are, and we do. In returning to Him, and resting in Him, 
we shall be saved in quietness and in trusting confidence shall be your strength. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 4. It shall be your strength. When we rest, it shall be our strength. Now, this is something I've got to work out. Uh, I, I, and I'm still learning on, on how to rest because I'm high energy. I've got, my, I've got a lot going on. And, and my wife, thank the Lord, my wife, the Holy Spirit, the Lord, other people. Pastor Justin told me before, you've you got to rest. You need to rest. Not just, but, but you know what? We can rest physically. And if we don't learn to rest spiritually, you can get all the sleep that you want and you're still tired. Because it's not a strong body that sustains a person. It's a strong spirit. And if you give out and 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 you don't learn to nourish on words of faith and exercise, even though you've been exercising and you get right back in the gym and you work the same muscle group the next day, there's no strength there because it hasn't rebuilt. Just like in the gym, one day you're going to work on this muscle, and the next day you're going to work on this muscle, and this next day you're going to work on this, and the next day you're going to work on that. And, and you're doing all this. Why? Because you want to be fully developed. So every day you have an opportunity to exercise. Exercise your forgiveness muscle. Exercise your joy muscle. Exercise your diligent muscle. Exercise... Eat right, exercise, and do what? Rest. Rest. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11. It says, Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. In the Amplified, it says, Let us therefore be zealous and exert ourselves and strive diligently to enter that rest of God, to know and experience it for ourselves, that no one may fall or perish by the same kind of unbelief and disobedience into which those in the wilderness fell. So you see that it's a labor to enter into that rest. It takes an effort to get back for your mind to be peaceful, for your heart to be in that place to receive what the Word is saying and choosing to, I, I believe that, agree with the Word of God, I believe the Word of God, I confess the Word of God. You've heard us say that before, the ABCs of faith. I'm going to agree with God's Word. I'm going to believe God's Word. I'm going to confess God's Word. So you might be resting physically, but we also need to labor to enter into that rest spiritually that I agree with God's Word. I believe God's Word. I confess God's Word. I'm resting. So I'm eating right. I'm exercising, and I'm resting. But you know, we can even be having it come in our eyes and having it come in our ears and having it come in our heart and we are just have it coming in and we come out of there and we're strong because we're nourished in faith. We're strong because we've been exercising. We're strong because we've been resting. And you step out and immediately you're drained. The other day I was filling up a, a water trough there outside the barn and I had a water hose in it and I was turn it on, and I was doing some other stuff, and I go back out there, and even though I had the water on full blast, there was a hole on the far side of the water trough that even though I had a lot going in, there was a lot going out. And in order for us to stay strong, we've got to learn to plug the hole. Because if we don't plug the hole, we can have a lot coming in, but there's also a lot going out. So what do are, what are some of those holes look like? That hole can look like fear. I'm working at being strong. I'm eating right. I'm exercising. I'm resting. But then something happens. Fear. 
what, what can that hole look like? Worry? That I, I, I cast my care over on the Lord and I, I release it to the Lord, but I step right back up and, and Mama said this and Daddy said this and then my buddy said this and the CNN, Constant Negative News said this and oh my gosh, what are we going to do? 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 Hopes. How come I, I feel so weak? Can you get that hose? I just filled it up. I don't understand why it's still leaking. <laughs> what does that hole look like? Come on. An, a life that's too busy? That's over-involved? Could be good things, but they not, might not be the right things. For you, that's why it's so important for us to, to know our purpose. And for us to operate in our strengths and our giftings and what God has told us to do, what He's created us for. So we're not doing, we're not like that octopus on roller skates, right? A lot of movement, but there's no, no production. I've got a lot going on, but I'm not getting anywhere. We're back to the buckets. But, uh, but, uh, but uh, I'm eating right, I'm eating right, and I'm exercising, and I'm resting, and I step out, and it's... What does a hole look like? Unforgiveness. What does a hole look like? Strife. Doubt, fear, unbelief. The list goes on and on. What is God saying? Plug the hole. Allow the healer of the broken heart to heal the hole. So we don't get weaker and weaker and weaker. But we get stronger and stronger and stronger. Why? Because we're nourished in the words of faith. We're exercising. We're resting. And we don't allow any hole to stay. So there's no leakage. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1, it says, man, strip off. Strip off. Any sin or any weight... That's holding you back yes, sir. from running your race. What does what does a weak spirit look like? What are the fruits of a weak spirit? Anxious, dread. Get up! I dread dread going to work. Dread doing this. Dread doing that. Fear. Lazy. Complainer, no, no excitement, no energy, weak, weak spirit. What do the fruits of a strong spirit look like? Peace, love, joy, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, confidence... Yes, we will overcome. Remember Numbers chapter 13, verse 30? We are well able to possess the land. A weak spirit, verse 31, we're not, not able. 
fruits of a weak spirit, fruits of a strong spirit. Numbers 14, 24, but Joshua and Caleb, they were of a different spirit. What was that different spirit? A strong spirit. Strong spirit. Strong spirit. Why? Because they'd been nourishing themselves on words of faith. They'd been exercising. They'd been resting. They had been, even though the other, all the Israelites, they had their buckets. So they were leaked smooth out. Not Joshua and Caleb. They allowed the Lord. They had a big bucket. And it was full. And it was strong. They had a strong spirit. A strong spirit. Strong spirit. Strong spirit sustains us. Strong spirit makes provision. Strong spirit guides. Strong spirit nourishes. Strong spirit provides sustenance. A strong spirit. Strong spirit. I'm going to have a strong spirit. How am I going to have a strong spirit? I'm going to train spiritually. I'm going to be fit spiritually. How how am I going to do that? I'm going to nourish on words of... How am I going to do that? I'm going to exercise. How am I going to do that? I'm going to rest. How am I going to do that? I'm I'm going to allow all holes to be plugged. Look over with me at Joel chapter 3 verse 10. Let's exercise for a little bit. Everybody say exercise. Exercise. See, that's not a cuss word. (laughs) Exercise. Exercise. Say exercise. Exercise. Joel chapter 3 verse 10 says, Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. We're talking about a strong spirit. What, What sustains us? A strong spirit. How do I get strong? I exercise. I nourish myself with the words of faith. Let the weak say, I am strong. Every time I say... Faith is coming. Every time I say what God says, I'm renewing my mind. Every time I say, it's writing on my heart. Psalms 45 verse 1. A tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Every time I say, I'm sowing seeds into the kingdom. Every time I say, let the weak say, I am strong. 107 verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Why is it important to say Because the power of life and death is in the tongue. Every time you say it, faith is coming. Strength is coming. You're exercising. You're nourishing. Say, say. Mm -hmm. Psalms 18, verse 32. The God who girds, fills, arms me with strength. Now we're exercising here. We're nourishing ourselves here. We're resting here. What does it say? The God who girds me with strength. Let the weak say, I'm strong. The God who fills me with strength. The God who fills me with strength. When we choose to believe in our heart, and we choose to say with our mouth, we're nourishing. When we choose to believe in our heart, and we choose to speak with our mouth, we're exercising. When we choose to believe in our heart, and we choose to declare with our mouth, we are resting. When we choose to believe in our heart, and we choose to speak with our mouth, faith is coming, mind is renewing, heart is filling, we're strengthening. Let let the God who gives me strength, the God who fills me with 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 strength. The importance, if you want to have a strong spirit, it's very important that you say so. If you want to have a strong spirit, it's important that you... Say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. so. Let the weak say, say, I am strong. But what do you hear when you go out into the world, when you go to the grocery store? How are you doing? Well, bless God, I'm just barely making it. You know, I just had my 40th birthday today, and bless God, I feel like I'm 100. 
Right? I'm just so tired, just worried, bless God, they're just working my fingers to the bone. What does God tell us to say? The God who fills me with strength. The God who arms me with strength. Psalms 27 verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is the strength of my mind. The Lord is the strength of my organs. The Lord is the strength of my cells. The Lord is the strength of my heart. The Lord is the strength of my lungs. The Lord is the strength of my blood. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Not of cancer, not of sickness, not of diabetes, not of the curse, not of the devil. The Lord is my strength. 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 Psalms 29 verse 11. The Lord will give unyielding and impenetrable strength to His people. The Lord will give unyielding unyielding. Think of that. Think of a a car coming off the interstate and you pull up here at the yield sign. You yield. You hesitate. You pause. You look both ways. He says, not when it comes to my strength. Not when it comes to me giving it to my people. I'm going to give unyielding strength. Full throttle ahead. Impenetrable strength. Listen, listen to the definition of impenetrable. Cannot be passed through. Listen to this. Unreceptive to ideas. Unreceptive to impressions. Unreceptive to influence. Unreceptive to ideas. The Lord will give me strength to His people. The Lord will give me strength that I am not receptive to the world's ideas. I'm not receptive to the world's impression. I'm not receptive to the world's influence. The Lord gives me strength. Psalm 71 verse 16 says, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I, once again, we're exercising, we're nourishing ourselves. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. The devil says, you can't go. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. The devil says, you don't have enough money. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. You don't have enough strength. You're wore out. Your body is given out. I will go. I will go. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will go. I will go. I will go. I will go. I will do. I will become. I will. I will. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will go. I will go. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. Mind, you hear me? You will go in the strength of the Lord God. Organs, do you hear me? You will go in the strength of the Lord God. Lungs, do you hear me? You will go in the strength of the Lord God. Knees, do you hear me? You will go in the strength of the Lord God. Psalms 84 verse 7. They go from strength to strength increasing in victorious power. They go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. I go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. I go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. Why is it important that you say so? Because when you say the Word of God, you're nourishing yourselves with faith. When you say the Word of God, you're renewing your mind. When you say the Word of God, faith is rising. When you say the Word of God, you're exercising. When you say the Word of God, you're entering in. You're striving diligently to enter into that place of rest. We go from strength to strength, 
increasing in victorious power. When I'm getting stronger, I'm increasing in power. See, it's victorious power that shows up when you're dealing with a sickness and you walk away healed and whole. Victorious power just showed up. It's in you. It's, it's in us. The life of God is in us. The strength of God is in us. We go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. When you go to work tomorrow, I want you to be, be declaring, I go from strength to strength, and I'm increasing in victorious power. I go from strength to strength, and I'm increasing in victorious power. When you go to your, uh, wherever you go, I'm going from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. Increasing in victorious power. Increasing in victorious power. I'm increasing in victorious power. This church is increasing in victorious power. We're going from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. Just a few more and I'm getting ready to be done. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. Very familiar scripture. You know I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. What sustains a person? Strong spirit. What sustains a person? Strong spirit. How do we get a strong spirit? By nourishing ourselves in the word of faith, by exercising, by resting, by plugging the holes. Right? This is what we're doing right here. In the Amplified, it says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. 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 Infuse means to instill. Infuse means to impart. Infuse means to pour. The devil says, no you can't. You say, yes I can. I can do all things through Christ who is infusing inner strength to me. I can we got to open a can. Right? I can. Now, I can't whoop tail, a whoop tail on him, but I can. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can. I can. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Ephesians 6.10. We'll get ready to close. Verse 10 says, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from Him, that strength which His boundless might Provides. I want to read it again. In conclusion, be strong. Be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from Him. Draw your strength from Him. Draw your strength from Him. That strength which His boundless might provides. The word boundless means no limit. Draw our strength from Him, which His might that has no limits provides. When I'm drawing my strength from Him, remember this is a strength that is unyielding. This is a strength that nothing can pass through. Nothing, nothing can pass through. Cancer can't pass through. Diabetes can't pass through. Tumors can't pass through. Arthritis can't pass through. A strength that is unyielding. Remember remember what He said at the very beginning, and He's the same yesterday, He's the same today, and He's the same forever. I am willing. I am willing. That's what His Word says. I am willing, and I am no respecter of person. I'm willing. I'm willing. God wants us to have a strong spirit, church. A strong spirit. How do we get a strong spirit? By nourishing ourselves in the words of faith. How do we get a strong spirit? By exercising, by choosing to believe in our heart and declare with our mouth, by choosing to pray, worship, faith, giving, 
Do the Word. Exercising and then rest. Rest. Can't forget. Plug the hole. Allow the healer of the brokenhearted to mend the hole. Let's stand to our feet. We're strong. We're strong in the Lord. We will go. We will go in the strength of our God. We will go in the strength of our God. We will be who He's called us to be in His strength. We will go. A strong spirit of a person sustains them. A strong spirit, even though our body... Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it talks about our, our body is decaying day by day, but our inner man is being renewed, being renewed day by day, becoming stronger day by day. It's a strong spirit that sustains us. A strong spirit. I will go. I will go in the strength of the Lord my God. The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord. I want you to close your eyes. and Whatever symptom that you're dealing with in your body, uh, Sunday I was ministering along these lines and while we were just declaring the strength of God, people were receiving healings in their ankles, they were receiving healing in their lungs, they were receiving healing in their necks. Why? Because the strength of God is ministering to every sorg- organ, cell, and tissue of our body. Just close your eyes. I want you to agree with the people here. Who in here has a symptom? Just lift your hand up real quick. A symptom here, symptom here, symptom here. Now, whatever that symptom is, whatever that area is, Father, we release the strength of you, the healing of you.